counts. It's a visual medium, or it's an auditory medium. True, true. So yeah, don't criticize my image and don't look at my page again. I only looked at the image. Don't look at it's it. It's not again. relevant anyway because we're not on. Yeah. Um, actually, you are on. We've been recording for oh. a minute. <laughs> uh, so, welcome in, everyone. See, everyone knows what you did now. <laughs> to the uh, inaugural podcast of Test of Character. Um, uh, hopefully this is your first time. If not, welcome. I guess it's probably your first time, unless you're from the future. This Must is just, be and, Well, it could be from the future. You never know. True, 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 true. Uh, so, first... Uh, First inaugural co- podcast, let's go over just kind of really basically what this is, super, super low level. Um, we're going to make D&D characters based on pop culture characters. Um, we give each other stipulations and kind of uh, judge and see the judge out of the other two will decide who's better. Um, so, before we get started, let's uh, check in on some news from the TTRPG world. Tabletop. RPG news. Um, Should we introduce ourselves? Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Some people know who we are, <laughs> and it's not just the talking voices wandering yeah, around yeah, a microphone. A yeah, idea. go ahead. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself here. Uh, I'm Kyle Brower, and my qualifications are that I play D and D, have played for ten years, play Pathfinder, Savage Worlds, D and D, mainly Five E, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that's it. My name is Eric Schulteis. My only qualifications are also that I play D&D. Not quite as long as Kyle, but probably about seven or eight years now. Can't really remember. About that, yeah. When, yeah, and mostly 5e, a little bit Savage Worlds. And, yeah, I played one campaign at Pathfinder. Yeah, you started after us, like the loser you are, aren't you? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, did, didn't we invite you to the first campaigns and you just you just didn't come? Yeah, I thought it was lame. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like you. Yeah. <laughs> it is lame. That's why I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's actually not lame at all. <laughs> As we're about to learn. That's what we're talking about. A very popular thing. Yes. Uh, and I am your host. Uh, my name is Carl Onsgard. Um, my qualifications are... I introduced these two idiots to Dean Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, TTRPGs in general. We started with Pathfinder, and yeah, we cruised through a lot. We do a bunch of campaigns. I'm running a Superhero Savage Worlds one right now, and I think we have a, what, your 5e big long one going on? Big long one going on? Big yeah, long third, third, third iteration. Yeah, third iteration yeah. in the same world or something. Fourth? Third? Third? Third iteration. Who's the best GM out of all of us? That's, <laughs> that's the real question. I think it's you, buddy, because you asked. You know, ah, yes, you had the you had the gusto to <laughs> come out and ask. I think that gives you the props. Yeah, I would say that this it also in, means in offensive you. answer is to say you because it's the one that's obviously not true. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, just to you, make me feel better. You, yeah, you need the ego padding. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I think both of you are better DMs than me. So oh. I will. Shucks. I will give that to you. I'm the best player, though. So. Oh, okay. maybe we'll have to have some sort of contest as well. <laughs> My God. It's like this is a contest Test show or something. Test of DM also. <laughs> Test of DM. We'll have to bring in some guests. <laughs> <laughs> some guests. All right, but uh, let's move on to the news now. Um, not anything crazy. Um, just kind of some stuff I found in the news that I'm excited. If we miss something, uh, I I don't care. Yeah, we'll go go ahead and it. comment and tell me or whatever the hell, the hell you want to do. I don't care. I grabbed the stuff that I really just liked. Mm-hmm. Um... First, two things at the same time, I guess. Spelljammer is coming out, and Spelljammer Academy is on D&D Beyond now, which offers a couple free adventures. Did you guys, would you guys think about even just going into a, a D&D Beyond Spelljammer free adventure? Spelljammer is like uh, a magic school, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the... No, or- that's Strixhaven. <laughs> We're doing a show about D&D news, and you don't know how to spell Jammer Please enlighten me, Kyle. Jammer is like uh, breathable space. It's yeah. like the space oh, theme D&D yeah. campaign. It's like space pirates, but on boats. Finally, yeah, there's on, like, one of boats those. and shit. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, there... We can swear on this? The, uh, let's go ahead, and if I want to cut it out, I'll cut it out. Of course. Why not? It's very hard for me not to. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just go for it. I'm trying, but I'm just... I'm just gonna happen. That's just kind of how yeah. we talk. Yeah. There was a Star Wars uh, expansion that someone made, posted on Reddit, that we've used, which is probably similar to Spelljammer, that was so very I, good. I love that you went there. I recommend that. Because that was my next question. Why would you play Spelljammer when you can play the Star Wars 5e? I... 
like it. I love that thing. Why, well, why would I go to Spelljammer? Because that is, you know, official while the Star Wars one. I think it's pretty cool. Created. It's just cool to put super high fantasy in space and have the mechanics for it as well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm interested to see the mechanics that they bring with it. I mean, yeah, sailing for me has been a bit underwhelming in our in the way we've yeah. attempted to play, just because it's yes. really hard to represent on a board. If they have most like of the vehicle combat has been difficult for us, I think to really like get into and have a super good time with. So I'm interested to see the iteration, the space travel, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even in the space campaigns, like the Star Wars and stuff, you kind of just cruise through space and do stuff mostly on planets or in ships. Yeah. I mean, like, also, look at our current campaign where it's an island archipelago world, and we are on ships all the time, and we do some ship combat, but... It's it, mostly it just, just, just yeah, yeah, it can really yeah. drag, you know? Yeah. All right, um, next bit of news, I guess, um, is Starfinder. Looks like Pathfinder is kind of making their own version of this. You know, the classic DC, Marvel, Ants, Bugs Life. They both create the same crap at the same time and launch at the same time. <laughs> the Bugs Google Life. Bing. Yeah, it's the Google Bing of Spelljammer. Yeah, getting deep impact. <laughs> deep impact. Yeah, the whole, whole thing. <laughs> you can run the gambit on these things. There's a lot of them. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up and be like, uh, I love Pathfinder. I learned to play in Pathfinder. And I had to go research to find out that this was even a thing happening. Right Nobody now. plays Pathfinder That's kind anymore. Of insane. It's all 5e. Which is a little sad, because I love things that I miss from Pathfinder. Yeah, Finder. our show would be dope as Pathfinder, because there's so many options. It would be <laughs> You know, we might It would be real it. niche, though. Like, for the eight people who know what we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do a, you know, side quest Pathfinder. Yeah, we'll do like one. a special episode on the Pathfinder yeah. version. Anything we make a character that's very complicated. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, I like that. <laughs> uh, another thing is, there is apparently... I just learned about this today, um, in about a week or two, depending on when you listen to this, I guess, and when we get it out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, the official Doctor Who 5e source book is coming out called Doctors and Daleks. Now, you two, I don't think yeah, I've never watched or watched Doctor <laughs> Who at all. Would you mind telling me what you think Doctor Who is and is about? Yeah, he has a, a telephone booth spaceship. What is it? What do you know what it's called? It's not time machine. Time machine. <laughs> it's not a spaceship. Whatever it is. It probably does both. Space and time. It does both. It does yeah. Space and time. It does both. Um, what, it's a co- oh, it's called a thing. Yeah. I can totally called... remember the thing it's called. Ooh. I can't. Yeah, I've never... I'm going to be pissed when you tell me. It's a TARDIS. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't yes, know that. Yes, yes, yes. So I do watch a little Doctor Who, or I did. I haven't watched in a couple years. Um, they shifted actors, and they got this new lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always take a while to come on to the new Doctor, but man, it just it just didn't work, and I had to drop. It. I think it was a showrunner changed, and the shows were just bad. Is she the first female Doctor? Um, I think there was one. Man, now we're gonna stretch my Doctor Who knowledge here. I think there was one in like a movie or like a very short season or something. What's your name? Is Nerva? I'm probably talking out my butt right now. There was one, I think, a long time ago, but it's kind of, like, pushed out. Like, it's almost, like, not canon anymore or something, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You know, take my Doctor Who knowledge as law, yeah. you know, right now. Because <laughs> you guys don't know anything. Yeah. So I, can, I, I can totally just, believe you. I can just spout off whatever I want, and it's, it's fact at this table. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, even as Doctor Who non-fans, would you guys ever even touch something like that? No, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Unless, I'm being I, made, honest. I, unless think I made you run a campaign that yeah. I DM, sure. I just don't think I'd be able to, you know, incorporate Doctor Who stuff when I haven't sure. ever watched I, it. I'd play a short form version of anything. Like a one shot or a three yeah, shot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I might have to actually do that at some point. That could actually that. get me into Doctor Who if it was cool. Trust me. I've never even tried. So I've I have watched. No, I have no I have negative tried. perception. I have tried. I watched like the first couple episodes of like the good doc. You know the doctor that everybody says to watch. Ah, uh, David Tennant. It was just bad. Well, it's know. British candy. <laughs> I think British you candy. have to get through the first few episodes. Oh, dude, I, I try to introduce people to it, and I start with the first like reboot of it, and it's about mannequins being inhabited Th- by... That's the one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, that's not a good episode. Don't oh, start. yeah, I watched that episode. Don't start it there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't do start there. It's like starting on uh, in, you know, next gen on season one. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. You're not going to like it. Yeah. Right? 
I like season one next year. Because you've watched all of it. You didn't but start on season one. And though. it's like, not nearly. I mean, everyone knows. It's, it's <laughs> not great. To the rest. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, well, it's good to know. It's good to know. Um, now, you two have both seen the movie that just came out last week or this week. I don't know. Time is a time wimey wobbly stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Oh, both seen it? Yeah. Um, no spoilers. Thoughts? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think it's how a comic book should be made. They should be silly and fun. I agree. And not serious, because the serious ones are kind of dumb to me. Oh, right. Well, hold on, pause. That is absolutely ridiculous. I'm not going to go into it, but I disagree with We're going to get into this a lot on this podcast. In general. And Eric's going to be just very repetitive. (laughs) Don't worry. This man that is complaining... That's all I'll say. This man complaining about serious comic book stories being bad is in my Savage World's Marvel campaign and is loving it. So, And I'm just using comic book stories and pulling them out of there and using them. So. I think Kyle has a differing opinion. My, my hotter take was that uh, I, I really like the goofy, stupid style of comic book movie. I really liked, thought the comedy elements of it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, rest, was, the rest of it fell a little flat to me. Um, without any spoilers, you know, that's what I'll say. Yeah. And I also, I don't have that strong positive or negative opinion about it. It was just sort of like, yeah, that was fine. But, like, I walked out of Thor Ragnarok being like, that's my shit. And then I walked out of this being like, I ain't sure. Yeah, I, I, I personally was a little worried about halfway through the movie. I was like, this is cruising. It by. wrapped up really well. That's what I was it about to say. It did have a really good end. Because when it actually started yeah. being serious in the end, I loved it. Um, my sweet fiance was like ugly crying in the theater and like the credits were like five minutes through rolling she's just <laughs> sobbing in the chair next to me and the lady on the other side of her is just like honey are you okay? <laughs> I was like, she's fine. She's yeah. fine. She's, she's gonna really, get under control. I really liked knowing nothing about the comics. I liked the character of Gore the God Butcher and I thought Christian Bale was really good. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Loved him. Yeah. Uh, I my easily my favorite thing about the movie was uh, Russell Crowe being ridiculous. Oh yeah, Russell yeah. Crowe as Zeus. Yeah. That Greek accent he did. I'm so glad he's not dead. Like, <laughs> uh, spoilers. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a raid. It's like a, yeah, yeah. It's for, but I mean, he was he's kill- fucking Zeus. You know, <laughs> Come on. He, he gets hit by something that isn't the Necro Sword. He's probably not dead. They talked about that. Anyway, That's an end he was fucking scene that you see that he is alive. Oh, still. Spoilers. Look at you. We're spoiling all the places. Right? Well, if you watch the movie. I think I have one more piece of news that will be a nice transition into what we're doing. Have you guys heard that the Duffer Brothers, it's the Duffer Brothers, Duffer yeah. them, yeah. are um, in development on a live-action Death Note series? What? Yes. No. And these came out very recently. Interesting. The problem is, how do you top the first live-action Death Note? <laughs> <laughs> Can it be done? That's a very Did good point. Did anyone even see that live action one? No. I watched like thirty minutes. I, I uh, and I love that. I watched it alone. That was the problem. Yeah, it, but it was tragic. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, that's well, my issue. Is no live action? Can you name a single live action anime to live act that actually was good? No. Uh, I don't know. I've question. attempted very few though. Yeah, because they're known to be terrible. <laughs> Like the Full Metal Alchemist. The Dragon Ball one's amazing. Oh, I know the Avatar (laughs) remake. That one. Everyone loves that. Dragon Ball Evolution, the Avatar remake, Full Metal Alchemist. You know, there's they're just so bad. The other Death Note ones are all so bad. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, but these guys. But I trust the Duffer Brothers. Love Stranger Things, though. That's an original, not an adaptation. So we'll see what they can do with source material. That was my exact thought as well. Like, will it hinder them, or will they just be able to use what they like and be creative with it? Yeah. Should we start talking about Stranger Things <laughs> in the new season? Are we allowed to spoil that? We certainly have to. Yeah, so, yes. Really so yes, yeah. right before we go into what we're doing today, which is um, hint, hint, wink, wink, we're going to be making Eddie Munson. Um, so let's go ahead and yeah, spoilers uh, if you want to skip the entire uh, character thing that we're doing. Spoilers are going to be everywhere in it. So uh, The whole, yeah. all of season four spoilers. All of season four, part one, part two, the whole thing. Discuss today's character. 
All right, so I'll start by saying I was bummed when Meg didn't die. When who didn't? What's her name? Oh, oh God, no! Hold on, she has a name. Max. Sorry. There it is. Think, yeah, Max. Wow. So I was too. I was like, dude, she died. That's awesome. I mean, it sucks, but it's good story development. And then it was like, no, no, no. Like she's so, back magically, though. So for me, I have a feeling Max is going to turn out with a little. Lady Stoneheart vibes. Lady Stoneheart from uh, Game of Thrones, where she comes back. A song of ice and fire for everyone who reads the books and doesn't watch the show. Yeah, yeah, Lady Stoneheart isn't even in the show. She's not in the show. But what she is is basically Catherine comes back from the dead and she has like different powers, whatever. I think that's what's going to happen with Max. Huge. Song of Ice and Fire spoilers. Where? <laughs> Boy, those books have been out for like ten years. You, you're you're late on that. <laughs> so, because like, remember when like right when she's dying and Lucas is holding her in her arms and she's like, oh, I can't see, and her eyes are all white and like bloody around it. She also said she can't feel her limbs. I all right, feel so it. that would totally yeah. If she can't feel back, her like, limbs because you know, the he cursed did, comeback would justify him. it for me. That's fine. That's the vibes yeah, I that's was fair. getting, and that would be fair. Like she's gonna come yeah, back. Blind, yeah. but has some other sort of power to overcome that, you know? Uh, so here's what was me. The, I didn't think she was going to die because they stopped the cracking of her bones early. Right. And why show that? If well, they, they cracked her arms Three. and legs, but didn't do the neck, there you go, which yeah. is what happened every other time. Exactly. Killed so then, like, Dude, when her first leg snapped, I was like, oh, no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the main character! Like, they were doing that? that. Yeah. Wow. Well, then, that's what exactly what I'm saying. And I was on board for that. And they stopped the cracking, and I was like, oh, she's going to live. And then she stopped breathing, and I was like, oh, no. They that that's bold. Well done, guys. And then so I'm I'm hoping that they do your thing and they make her a little evil. I also think Will is going to be super super important in yeah. the final season. It's going to be a little bookend where he was the main thing in season one and yes. will also be in yeah. season five. I 100 percent think so. His connection with Vecna is going to be huge. They're like they're literally kind of mirrors of how each you, other. The more the probably the most important thing for season five oh, is how will they make his haircut even more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm thinking they're going to. Replace the actor with one of those thumbs from the thumb movies. <laughs> <laughs> like thumb wars. It'll just be that. You know, they wouldn't look cry up, anymore. Look up thumb wars on YouTube. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> uh-huh. So they'll probably just do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So okay, I loved it. It was a great thing. Um, but to really talk about the ending, we really need Eddie Munson involved. Eddie. Now I am a man who wears a. I I get em- I'm empathetic when I watch these things. I have a lot of empathy. I cried twice. Uh, pretty pretty heavily during and both Eddie's the man and both scenes were Eddie. It was the Eddie dying and Dustin talking to him, and then it was Dustin talking to his uncle or dad. Yeah, telling him, dude. That yeah. second one, woof, I was yeah. I was wiping tears off my face. Thank God, like I was alone. I guess up here in my room, <laughs> I like cried real hard alone. <laughs> They've done such a good job of adding in characters to the point where like the added characters I like as Almost much more. or more. Robin is one of my favorite characters. Robin's amazing. Max is great. Billy was a phenomenal villain. A little piece of fun you know, trivia, like, I don't know if you guys know. The actress who plays Robin is Uma Thurman's daughter. I did know that, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody knows that. <laughs> I just learned that, like, the other day, so I'm bringing some trivia. Right, you know what? I'm going to not forget anything I'm anymore. I'm to the Stranger Things so bad no, I'm, I'm not. No, so, oh, gosh, I guess I'm behind. <laughs> I didn't subscribe to that at all. That's, that's not a bad idea. I should do that. All right, so... Before we go into our characters, we yeah. must talk about the best scene of the whole fucking series. Well, it's Master of Puppets. Yeah, I agree. Amazing. Um, man, I loved every second of that. I'm like, so kind of, I don't, I'm not really a fan of Metallica. I know who they are, and I've listened to their music, but I was telling you earlier, as soon as the first, like, three or four notes hit, I was like... Oh my gosh, it's Puppet Master. Of course, I said Puppet Master in my head. Because <laughs> I didn't know exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I knew. But most people know the song. Exactly. It's like their top two, yeah. three songs. It is. I would yeah. say top two. That with Sandman is yeah. Sandman. So, uh, interesting you say that because apparently someone on Reddit figured out it was Master of Puppets in the trailer by just looking at what? the riff he's playing on the guitar and. 
realizing that it was Master of Puppets. Someone called like it... Like, in advance of the show, really. When the trailer oh, came out. Because there was, like, yeah. a, a single image <laughs> of him with a cord or something? No, there's, like, there's like him, like the wide shot of him, like, playing and on like, top of the... And they went, enhance. <laughs> yeah. Enhance. I'm just gonna... Also, enhance. Joe Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson, learned Master of Puppets, and all of the wide shots you see of him playing are actually him playing. They do have a hand double for when he's, like, absolutely slow-roll. But, like, he learned the riff and everything that they show in Wide Do you think he's better than you at guitar? (laughs) Absolutely. I can't play Master (laughs) Okay, so that was definitely my next question, because I don't play guitar. I play piano, but no guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think he knew guitar beforehand, or just learned this? He definitely knew guitar beforehand, and learned this song specifically. Okay. I like that. I like that. That's very interesting. That's a good little piece of trivia you Way better than yeah. mine, because yeah. uh, neither of us knew that, and we're excited to hear Also, another <laughs> trivia about Master of Puppets, according to, like, the timeline of the show, whatever, like, date it is when this happens, is mm-hmm. only, like, three or four weeks after Master of Puppets but actually came out. The man just out. learned that song by sheer willpower. Yeah. That is, actually, that's so much better. <laughs> I like that so much. It's a, such a tiny little detail that you have to look in and research, but as soon as you told me, I'm like, oh my god, I love that scene yeah. so much more now. So, yeah. I was saying there was one other scene. We're not also, gonna... a, okay. one more thing about Master of Puppets. Sure. I think it's, like, super fitting, because mm-hmm. Vecna literally is the Master of Puppets. He's controlling all of the creatures. Like, it's the hive mind that he's controlling. Sure. I mean, I and he that's plays Master of Puppets. I don't know. It was just like so fitting and perfect yeah. when that scene happened. It was just like, oh, yeah. I the Duffer Brothers—they get a lot of credit for synergies like that. Like, they really, and do. they should because oh, there's lots of little Easter eggy things that fit so well. The same. There's a very similar thing with the scene with uh, Max escaping from uh, Vecna's den for the first time, and they're playing the Kate Bush running up the hill song. <laughs> very. Yeah. For me, I'll, I'll say it right now. I was kind of lukewarm on the whole season four until that episode and man that ending episode four i was lost you were talking about eddie's death making you cry end of season four hit me real hard yeah shed a few tears yeah or end of episode four four. i really loved i mean the reveal the whole reveal was awesome Mm -hmm. of the caretaker guy i can't remember his name being vecna yeah oh one yes fucking awesome like if that had just been the end of the season i had been like great job (laughs) yeah i I know i called him as one very early but the vecna one kind of jumped i like you know you're of course supposed to like call it out loud like a minute or two before they reveal it good storytelling if if you if the you know watchers do that yeah yeah um, but also all the you know little since this is a D podcast all, <laughs> yeah we got to look at there all of the lore of vecna hinted at in the show is mm. also cool i think that i can't remember exactly but i think at one point he gets like hit on his eye and his hand, like the eye and hand of Vecna. That is I can't remember There's some reference to the eye and hand of Vecna. That's, I can't remember exactly cool. what happens, but... Okay. Okay. I love that. Present your character build. So the rules for this little thing here, this little test of character challenge, are you guys... We have declared a character, Pop from Pop Culture, Eddie Munson. Um, we've given a level, level three, because he's just a man, he's a kid. Level three. We'll, bu- we'll bump that power level up when we do powerful characters. Don't worry, we're starting small. Like Thor will be level 20. Like Thor will be level like 17 to 20, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like one step over a commoner, but it's not fun to make a com- you know, like a level one person. Eddie is. Yeah, yes, that's Eddie what I'm is, saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, and also how we do this is we will give each other, well, so we will be giving you two as the people making the characters and me as the judge, you two will give each other a little stipulation that they have to follow. Something that kind of, uh, bends the rule, makes you, makes you focus on a, you know, focus in a little more, not make the character just completely as you would like to. Yeah. So, Eric, what is the stipulation you gave to Kyle over here? My stipulation to Kyle was that Eddie Munson derives his power from music, so he can only learn spells that only use verbal components. If that's confusing, what that means is he can only learn spells that have verbal components and nothing else. 
Yeah. Which is a pretty limited... I mean, it's fairly small. Uh, Especially with a level three character. Spells. It's like... <laughs> That's a pretty good one. You basically are like, I just get to pick these spells. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only yeah. options there are. Yeah. So a little limiting. Not, not yeah. much you can move around that. Okay, I like yeah. that one. And yeah. Kyle, what did you give to Eric? Well, um, I gave Eric uh, that Eddie loves the occult. He loves heavy metal. He loves the darker side of life. So he has to be at least one level of warlock. Okay, one level of warlock. I kind of like that, because I wouldn't have gone warlock when building him. I don't think so, but there are probably some interesting ways you can flavor that. I love that. I love the build. I like both of these. Okay, very nice. Um, now, I have thought of a little way to... We're going to let you, each of you go through one at a time, explain your whole character, and then we'll switch to the other one. And then I will judge it based on four criteria. Um, I'm going to do combat effectiveness... And you'll get scored each five points, you know, whatever out of five for each one of these. Combat effectiveness, out of combat effectiveness, uniqueness, and like creativity, and then trueness to the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, I will let you know off the bat, we're breaking the rules already. Uh, I'm going to give an extra five bonus points if you two satisfy this thing that I have in my head that I will not tell you. So. Okay. And you might not even be able to satisfy it now that I'm thinking about it, so there might be just five points that just get left in the ether and never get used. We'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. Who um, goes first? So that's what I was going to say. Uh, we have to determine who goes first, and I think a little bit of trivia. As is tradition. Yeah, that I've definitely prepared beforehand is Pre-prepared good. trivia. Oh, man, the most... Okay, let me look around this room. Oh, okay, the most... Stop, I'll look around looking. <laughs> mm. Uh... Mm. <laughs> Name the ant- the actor of the antagonist in A Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. That's it. You go first. I was trying to think who the antagonist was. <laughs> it could be himself, too. I guess Bill Murray could be Bill Murray's antagonist. People yeah, ask so me, Bill do you Murray. pronounce it Jeff Goldblum or Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? <laughs> Wait, what is that? That's the Jeff Goldblum quote. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. How <laughs> oh, dare you? It's so good. And then it's like it's like that four-panel meme too. Yeah. And then the like build up to the last panel. At least it's, like, it's according to the internet. It's a quote. It's sure. Like, yeah. yeah, we we've done all our research, yeah. so yeah. take our word yeah. as law as usual on this show. Um. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm discussing my build for Eddie Munson. Well, first. not quite. So, yeah, Kyle is going first. So, again, my stipulation is that he can only use spells that have verbal components, since he would, as a regular human, his really only way to cast, in quotes, is, you know, through his music, if you will, right? Yeah. Okay, so he's a level three character, Eddie Munson. Um, He is one level of bard and two levels of fighter. Um... The spell list, obviously, was very limiting, and, you know, while the Master of Puppets solo is, like, his highlight, sure, and him DMing is kind of like, you know, his introduction to the group and kind of how he represents himself and, like, a large part of his character, so you definitely want the bard aspect there for me, mm-hmm. um, but when he's in combat, you know, really more fighter. Um, based on what we see on screen. Sword and shield, maybe. Sword and shield, indeed. Ooh, sword and sword. Uh, well, in fact, a sword, not quite. Uh, he has a spear, Oh, you're right. as he a, should. It is a spear. Not only does he have a spear, but he has what is called a hellfire spear. Because nice, that is nice. a thing. Um, oh, really? That yes. is a thing in Dungeons I'm and Dragons? Not kidding. It is an available so, option. Hellfire Hellfire is a DMV. Now, a level well. 3 character wouldn't have that, but I love it so much. You know, it might. It's a uncommon, um, or, you know, the first tier of magic, right? So uncommon. Um, so it's, it's quite easy to obtain. So I okay. think a level 3 character in the right setting easily could have that. Certainly, okay. Eddie Munson could have a Hellfire Spear. Um, the Hellfire crew assembled it, to now, some degree. Now, does the Hellfire Spear do anything special? It does. It's really setting-specific, so I wouldn't get into it. It's more for the name. Okay. Like, the, what the, the shit it does is, like, for whatever setting it comes from. Ah, uh, yeah, better killing angels or something. Yeah, sure. something, it's not even that. It's like, it, whatever it kills instantly goes to this plane of hell or something. 
That's kind of fun. Yeah, here, let's, let's read it. Yeah, let's why not? It. It'll let's be fun. Into it. The weapon is fashioned from infernal iron and traced with veins of hellfire that shed dim light in a five-foot radius. Any humanoid killed by an attack made with this weapon has its soul funneled into the river Styx where it's reborn instantly as a Lemure devil. <laughs> so that makes me... <laughs> So that makes me think it's probably from um, Mythic Odyssey of Theros. Yeah, right? Mythic Odyssey of Theros makes yeah, the most sense. Yeah, for yeah, river sticks and everything. Okay. Um, cool. So then, of course, he has a shield. Another reason he couldn't be let three levels of bard was because bards don't have shield proficiency. Oh. And I actually built a level three bard at first, kind of playing, testing it, and <clears throat> couldn't give him a shield. So I was like, scrap that. So level three one levels fighting. of bards is ineligible. So, level one is bard, because okay. uh, you get more skill proficiencies going level one as a bard okay. uh, than a fighter does. So, okay. if you're going to multi-class, like, bard or rogue or anything, you always want to take it early, because you get more skills. Now, the weapon proficiencies, though, come with multi-classing. Huh? Do weapon proficiencies come with multi-classing? So it's a limited list. So you get a limited list of the proficiencies that the new class gets. Okay. Shields, medium armor, uh, are part of the list that you would get as taking a fighter later on. Okay. So now, So not only does he have a Hellfire Spear and a shield, he also, in his inventory, and this is just a common non-magical thing, he has cast-off hide armor. So that's leather armor, as in the leather jacket that he wears. Love it. And it's cast off, which means it just takes one action to take it off, which would be a leather Wait, jacket. Oh. No big deal. Ooh, so, okay. I'm, starting, I'm starting to really like that leather. Pretty you know, strong. We're already kind of put some points into trueness here, that yeah, leather yeah. jacket action. Yeah. So we're doing well. We're doing well. Um, and then in terms of combat efficacy, uh, strength, uh, his highest scores are strength and charisma, followed by uh, constitution and dex, and then flat scores and intelligence and wisdom. You know, in the show, he doesn't really tell, show himself to be, you know, he's a 10, right? He's not a deficit, but just straight up, of the line intelligence yeah, do you want to run through your uh, yeah, so abilities real quick? Plus three strength, plus one dex, plus two con, zero intelligence, zero whiz, plus three charisma. Okay. So, you know, okay. got him in the fighter stri- fighter mm, column. Interesting. The con is interesting. Oh, I gave him a little bit of con because in the final scene, he takes like a shitload of bites. So that's why I made it his third, his third yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm wondering because of the way that it keeps edited, on going. I don't know how many bites he takes because Mr. Stevie Boy took some bites and is a hot, hot man afterwards. So I don't yeah. know about that con. We'll see. Steve takes we'll like a bite in the torso. You know, he gets that, like that, uh, what do you call it? Like the action hero shot, you know, sure. where it's always in like the, the irrelevant place area. Yeah. Like, like kidneys are a little bit. <laughs> So just a little con, you know, just a plus two. Okay, that's not there. Um, and uh, so there he is. That's his stats. Um, but you know, I don't think the stats are the most interesting thing about a level three character, anyway. Of course not. So going into uh, the rest of it, I was really happy with all of the equipment and the way he'd be fighting. Okay. And then um, in terms of his spells, so you're quite limited. Uh, in fact, there are only these spells that I can take <laughs> if it's verbal. So I didn't even have a choice. Ooh. But the spells are... That points to you, Eric. <laughs> vi- are Vicious Mockery, which I think is a good... Yeah, uh, not You know, a good and fits Eddie Munson. Um, Dissonant Whisters also would fit, you know, somebody like him. Fantastic. Uh, Fairy Fire... You know, how do you, and you know, that one's a little, a little, iffy. a little, iffy. he doesn't really do it in the show. No, uh, yeah, there's really nothing to correlate it to. You uh, have it. <laughs> healing word definitely would apply for somebody yeah. like Eddie. He's always going to try to help out his friends. Of course. Whatever the context yeah, is, we, if he, he, if it's available to him. Risk himself. And that's really it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously he has prof- proficiency in the loot. You know, of course, loose. Close, closest thing we got in yep. the D and D canon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also gave him drum and hand drum because. Of the available instruments, I feel like, you know, a rock and roll guitarist is probably going to have the most proficiency banging around on a gun- drum a little bit, mm-hmm. more than, like, the lyre or whatever. You yeah, know, like, like flute or something. Or the flute, you know. Mm-hmm. So, gave him a little bit of those. And then, so the thing that I think, the last thing I'll say, these are level three characters, right? So what, they only have a couple things. What did you choose as his race? Oh, I went standard run-of-the-mill human. Wow. Just regular old... Plus one across the board okay. human. I actually looked into a lot of races, and it was more that every race I picked, picked, 
They had some good things, but then they had one or two things that I was like, that just doesn't fit at all. Yeah, let me clarify real quick for the listeners. Um, We are going to be using magic and other races that aren't human to make human characters that don't have magic. Um, Flavor text. We're just, it's all flavor. It's all fun. If every single character we made was a human, this would be a very boring show. Um, In in D&D rules. Exactly. So So, it's a flavored system, but I still want human. I love it. So when he went, uh, Eddie just felt right as a human to me. And then also I gave him the actor feet, level one actor feet. For his DMing. Giving an extra feet. Oh, wait, we got a level one feet. Yeah, we got a level one feet. I did not choose that. Start working, you got the time. <laughs> this was discussed. <laughs> And uh, you should be deducted. Yes. Points. So for for the, for the <laughs> listeners as well, um, if you're trying to make these characters, when we do run in our campaigns, we like creativity. We came from Pathfinder. We homebrewed that every single character gets a level one feat, and variant human does not exist. Yeah. So if you're trying to make these characters, just make a variant human, and you can probably you get all the stuff besides the race. close enough. So, exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, just to reiterate, what the actor feat is, you gain plus one to your charisma. You have advantage on deception and performance checks when trying to pass yourself off as a different person, and you can mimic the speech of another person or the sounds that made by the creature that you have heard. So not only is he a DM, we see him several times in the episodes speak to Dustin and others taking on affectations, different voices, literally like doing the whole spiel that a DM would do. Yeah. Um, and uh, he does a great job of it. So it's, you know, it's, it's a well-earned feat, I think, for him. Yeah. And then the last thing uh, that I will end on is that for his background, I gave him the Acolyte background. And you're probably thinking the Acolyte background, isn't that for religious people? Well, his you religion know? is metal. What is the feature of that? D&D. You have a spent your life in the service of a temple, specific god, whatever. You act as an intermediary between the realm, mortal world, yada, 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 yada. Choose a pantheon. Don't worry about any of that. The <laughs> main thing that I'm thinking with this is its feature, you know, the mechanical aspect of this. And I view Eddie, especially in his time, his hyper-conservative mid-80s, you know, like, you know, Hawkins. Oh, I mean, they, everyone's they literally very anti-D&D. Into, they make him into a devil he is literally like an acolyte of Dungeons and Dragons. I love it. Shelter of the faithful. As an acolyte, you command the respect of those who share your faith. Surely he does. And you can perform the religious ceremonies of your faith. Surely he can. Interesting. Your uniqueness is going up. <laughs> you and your adventuring companions can expect to receive free healing and care and yada, yada, yada and everything that you need if you run into people. Who share your faith. They love D&D and metal. They love D&D, baby. You run into other people who love D&D, you always got something to talk about, relate to. You know, they're going to come to you. That's a fantastic example. We literally meet friends that we've never known through D&D. Like, I have great examples of, like, our buddies, like Chris and Tyler. Yeah. Literally, Chris is like, oh, yeah, I bet Tyler would bail me out of jail and stay away just because we played D&D together (laughs) for a year. (laughs) So I thought the Acolyte uh, feature especially really fit him. Um, I love it. I would and as a representative of D and D, I would have never picked it in a million years, and I love it. Yeah. So, uh, and that I think those are, you know you can do his skills. I gave Marcana for D and D lore, basically deception inside. What D and D lore is kind of like the Arcana of the Upside Down. You know, like it kind of translates a lot, sure, in terms of what they talk about. Okay. But uh, deception, insight, performance. You know. Deception and type performance, yeah. Uh, and survival. A little bit of survival. I gave him proficiency in it, but only because he kind of, like, fends for himself for a minute, but not very well. Do you remember when he hotwires that car? He hotwires a car. He hides out. I did not give him proficiency in self because he's terrible at it. He's bad at it. He cooked those spaghettios. Not only that, but, dude, like, when they go and raid the main house and he's in the boathouse. He doesn't leave. He sees them in the main house. And doesn't leave. He could just run into the woods like a hundred yards and they would never find him. Or just silently slip into the water and swim so under the water. Literally. And there's so many a options million and he chooses none of them. None of them. Yeah. It's, it's you know, he like intentionally gets caught. All right. I like that. I like All right. It. Did, so we give him any sl- did we give him any sleight of hand for the car hot wiring? Uh, he, d- he has natural sleight of hand through his decks, but, uh, and through, uh, the jack of all trades. Oh, no, he didn't get jack of all trades in this, okay. in this build. Okay. And that is all three yeah. levels of you that, uh, you're presenting? That is all three levels. Okay. That's my character. All right. So have you looked up a good feat yet here, Eric? Yep, got one. Wow. Did you really? Uh-huh. Wow, that was quick. 
That's quick. That was quick. All right, right. So I don't get to know my score yet. No, not yet, not yet. Because if he's like more unique than you, I may dock your uniqueness down. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's a relative scale. Yeah. Also, you're um, you're 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 playing me, right? Like this isn't a objective. What is better? Yeah. Right. This is right. I'm judging. No, judge. So like play your play your judge. You know. All right, so uh, is it my turn? Are we ready to go? Yeah, yes, we are ready to go, I believe. All Um, right, so my stipulation mm -hmm. was I had to do one level of Warlock. Little did you know, I was already going to do Warlock. And why, do you ask? Well, the Mm. guitar that Eddie Munson uses is a BC Rich MJ Series Warlock electric guitar. Wow. Black in color. Here's our guitar man <laughs> coming yeah, in strong. Yeah, your secret knowledge. <laughs> and so he is a um, Archfey warlock. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you read... Wait, you know, how, there's three levels? Three He's le- fully... Th- fully warlock. Okay. okay. Yeah, wow. Wow. That is so little bard in the Eddie Munson character from both of you. I love that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So he is Archfey, and when you read Archfey, your patron is a lord or lady of the Fey, a creature of legend. These being motivations are often inscrutable and sometimes whimsical and might involve striving for a greater magical power or the settling of old age grudges. Beings of this sort include the Prince of Frost, the Queen of Air and Darkness, Ruler of the Golden Court, etc., etc. So I chose his Archfey as the Prince of Darkness himself, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Which would apply. Oh my god, that's fantastic. Because um, you give so, Steve that comment about the bat eating the head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or the, him about. eating the bat yeah. head, sorry. <laughs> yep, yeah. so he's an Archfey warlock with Ozzy Osbourne as his patron. Okay, cool, I like it, I like um, it. He is a... Uh, what do you call it? He is a... Eladrin Elf. Uh, so those are the ones that change based on their emotions? Uh, based on the season. Season, you're right, yes. And he is specifically of the summer season, which okay. is characterized as boldness and aggression, a time of unfettered energy and calls to action. And I think Eddie uh, exemplifies this when he says, the Shire is burning, so Mordor it is. Yes. The call to action. Yes. That mm-hmm. he, as the Eladrin elf, takes to save. Uh, now I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings book reader, mm-hmm. but isn't the burning of the Shire at the end of the story after they've been to Mordor? Um, that I don't know, but I think that was a reference to Hawkins is burning. Yeah, I get it. So I mean, I get what he was referencing, but now that like you brought it up a second time, like. <laughs> It is. Doesn't the yeah. Scourge of the Shire happen to the end? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but it's fine. I still loved it, and I got the reference, and I enjoyed it. So. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, based on his warlock guitar, his patron of metal, yeah. you know, that is why I chose warlock. Okay. And he, that was good. He derives his power from music, as that was the stipulation I gave you, so many of his spells are related to sound. Such as Shatter, he would simply love Shatter. Play a, a nice E power chord on his guitar. And you didn't have Shatter, Kyle, did you? It's not available. It's to not me. a bard spell, is it? No. Well, it is his bard spell, isn't it? Verbal only, by <laughs> verbal only. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Eric had a good stimulation. Oh, okay. Uh, he also knows Thunderclap, which is again a sound-based one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, his Eldrick. Invocations are ask, yeah. important. are fiendish vigor and mask of many faces. I gave him fiendish vigor because when he's getting attacked by the bats, <laughs> that's what he's doing. He's casting false life over and over again to survive longer. <laughs> this keeps coming up. I was oh. like, I felt like he was the same amount of time as Steve, and he's, he's dead, and he's not. Yeah, dead. Right. He got bit a lot of times. There was more. There was a whole horde of bats. But know, that's I how he know. survived more than Steve. He was casting false life as his oh, okay. fiendish but he's still, vigor. But he still died. Yeah. Because false life, but and after, you. you know, not immediately. Now he failed. His I'll essays. give you a little hint since you already made a character. Your false life is about half fulfilling my little bonus, uh, my little bonus stipulation here at the end for bonus points. Okay, I don't know what that means. 
<laughs> um, and then his second Eldritch Invocation is Mask of Many Faces, for similar reason to what Kyle said. He's a DM. He makes many different characters and embodies many different people. Okay. Um, he has Pact of the Tome, in which he has Friends, Guidance, and Sword Burst. I think Friends is pretty self-explanatory. He tries to... You know, he's a charismatic person that I mean, makes he made, friends. He made friends with those losers the first year they got to high school. Yeah. yeah. Guidance. He guides the different people in his, in his Hellfire, in the Hellfire Club. Club. Yeah. And Sword Burst is also my um, reasoning for how he survived the bats. He was also casting that to keep them off. Can you... Uh... Sword Burst is you create a momentary circle of spectral braids that sweep around you. All other creatures within five feet of that must take, make a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. Okay. Okay. Now, question real quick. What are the weapons he wields? So... He wields a battle axe, but flavor, that's his fucking axe, as in guitar. Ah. (laughs) He's he's not proficient in battle axes. He wields it, like, you know, as a... As a guitar... As a spellcasting... uh, whatever yes. it's called, uh, spellcasting. Okay, uh, okay, okay. So we, we forwent the the spirit shield that he has in the end for the battle axe guitar. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, spellcasting focus. That's the sure. Word. It's spellcasting focus. He's a yeah. warlock. He's not gonna hit anyone. Yeah, I get it. He's not a spellblade or whatever. I knew it was a focus, but I didn't want to help you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We should, we should help each other. Uh, we should try to screw each other over as much as possible. Stats are he has plus four charisma, plus one dexterity, plus two constitution, and plus zero in strength, intelligence, and wisdom. Oh, so we gave very similar stats. Yeah. Uh, what was your con over here? Your cons are the same? Same cons. Yeah, I thought plus so. Okay. Two. And your charisma's are the same, right? No, yeah. mine's higher, plus four. Got two. Oh, I thought yours was... Two from his... Uh, the Eladrin. Yes. Oh. There you go. Um, What else am I missing? Oh, uh, his feat, which I just came up with, is Inspiring Leader. Up to six creatures within 30 feet of you gain temporary HP equal to your level plus charisma modifier. Basically, you know, him leading the Hellfire Club. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not presenting, you're not leading presenting. The I'm allowed to talk shit, yeah. Right? yeah, he can, he can talk. He can I talk. mean, he inspired his club, but in combat, he's not that inspired. So, I would argue that... just Dustin. At the end... How about Steve? He, Steve is. He, no, no, him too, Steve. At the end, yeah, he bravely bit. runs in and sacrifices himself. <laughs> There's just no one around. From now on, everybody is going to be inspired by that act. Well, that's... Hold on, pause. Because the ending is people thinking he's a Everyone of the strange Ah, the main cast. Undoubtedly. Yeah, no, no, Okay, okay. Yeah, he plays the he plays the martyr. Yes, exactly. He's going to be a martyr for them. He's going to inspire them. Yeah. That's why I preferred, you know, Bardic Inspiration. It's more single target. (laughs) True, true. With just Dustin being his compatriot, you know. This is going to be a hard one. God, okay, okay. Uh, I got to start ranking over here. Uh, So, Eladrin are basically opposite to Shadar Kai, who um, are sworn to the Raven Queen and venture from the material plane to Shadow... I mean, from Shadowfell to the material plane, and as the opposites, he's, you know, embodies that of an Eladrin who travels from the material plane to the Shadow plane. I didn't know that about the Eladrin. I don't know if they... Seems a little reachy. (laughs) (laughs) More on like personality. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the Shadar Kai say that they venture into the material plane from okay. the Shadowfell, and, and they're then they're the they're antithesis, the antithesis of the yeah, yeah. So you can assume. I mean, it's Ricci, but you can assume. What was the background you went with? Uh, background I went with was uh, folk hero. Sure, in the beginning, I could see that. Yeah, I considered folk hero. So we, it's, we, quite, we it's pretty good, especially for the. 
for the group, like once he dies. That's the, like the that's, inspiration. That's thing. more yeah. of how I thought of it. After he sacrifices himself, he's sort of the hero of Hawkins. Not many people know right now, but as definitely mm-hmm. the Stranger right Things people. party. Yeah. I'm realizing I'm going to need a better system for taking notes to grade these things very quickly because <laughs> I'm starting to forget what what's, you guys the, fe- what's the feature that comes with folk hero? So. <laughs> Rustic hospitality. Since you come from the ranks of the common folk, you fit in among them with ease. Mm, you can find a place to hide, rest, or recuperate among other commoners. Which he does through the weed man, what he's called weed reefer, 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 someone. Yeah, um, reefer Jones. We'll see. Um, uh, they will shield you from the law or anyone else searching for <laughs> you. I That's what I, mean, I was reading it too. I was like, this one. No, they really will not good. risk their lives for you. Ah, man, that last one. Woof. It was so uh, close. Well, Reefer Jones might not risk his life for him. Look <laughs> what other kids do, and they find A him. folk hero is one of the common people, for better or worse. Most folk heroes look on their humble origins as a virtue, not a shortcoming, and their home communities remain very important to them, as demonstrated by his sacrifice. Okay. Okay, so... And then, so, one more thing. So, yeah. two other spells that he knows are Witch Bolt and Hellish Rebuke, which come from his knowledge of the occult. As you said, both are kind of witchy yeah, spells. Yeah, yeah. So in like the ascended form of Eddie Munson, we can see these things maybe coming through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. But yeah, witch bolt and they're tough. Yeah, it's hard to it's see. It's not like a good precedent. It's you know for spells in general, it's tough. That's it why is. the full caster route is questionable. It's it's a little yeah. questionable the full caster route. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, he's like sprinkling little whispers. Like, did he um, whisper something in there? He, he mainly took Bard for the Bardom. <laughs> but there's a whole score here on how good you are at actual D and D. So you know you can have some in there. That's quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. I, I, but I have to come up with a better scoring system. This is this is hard to, to keep track of. All right, is that everything you wanted to present there, Eric? Uh, I think so. I think um, that's okay. What does he do in combat? Just casts two bard spells and that's it? Does he, he doesn't even have Eldritch Blast. He does not have Eldritch Blast. For the reason that I thought... That would be because great. he's not a spellcaster. His, his main casting cantrip is Thunderclap, which is Makes you sense. create a burst of thunderous sound. Got it, got it. So on like an effectiveness in combat, he's like a one AKA guitar. <laughs> I mean, it's a warlock that casts Doesn't have Eldritch Blast. So, great job. Uh, he's got Shatter. Yeah, but Warlock's I've got Action season. Surge, Second Wind. Yeah. What? Yeah. How, how good is your attacks? What's your plus on your... Plus five, and he's okay. plus three damage on. on his versatile and throwing possibility spear with a shield. He's got 15 AC. Ooh, yeah, I, what's your AC, Eric? I have... 13 AC. He's got doffable armor. You might, he, he's yeah. also much better outside of combat. Yeah, yes. My use of the word doff. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Um, okay, now, let me think here. Um, mm, okay, well, how many spell slots do you have at level 3 Warlock? Uh, two slots. Wow, wow, rough. Yeah, so you can cast two spells. <laughs> and nope. then you have to take a little nap. Thundercap. Thunderclap is AoE. Yeah, yeah. It is, but it's a, it's a center on you, correct? Yes, a hundred feet away. Oh, oh! Thunderclap is a hundred feet away. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What am I thinking of? What he slams down a fucking e power cord, Bang. and everybody that and can those hear bats it. that are a hundred feet away have their ears jammed up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Same same idea with shattered. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'm okay. So we're gonna move on to the unless you guys have anything else more to present, we're gonna move on to the judging portion of this. I don't think so. Yeah. You're both feeling good? Okay. Face your judgment. Combat effectiveness. Now, we really just went over this. Kyle over here. Kyle's Eddie. Eddie Munson has action search. He's got 15 AC. How many spell slots you got at level 3? Even though you're not full bard. Yeah, oh yeah. No, uh, probably 2. That's not what he has. Yeah, yeah, two. Okay, so you have the same amount of spells. Both, of, both of my slots are second level. Which cantrip is better? Vicious Mockery does less damage. It's yeah, but it's D4. got an additive feature, you know? I, I also have... <laughs> 
Swordburst as one of my cantrips. I, I Everyone remember. uses Swordburst a lot when they put it on their character. <laughs> so I was common, literally... A lot of usage out of that. So <laughs> really good action economy out of Swordburst. <laughs> he also has a really good action economy out of Witchbolt. Yeah, no, Witchbolt's solid. It's so also, I was about to ask, how do you guys feel about Witchbolt as a spell? Oh, it's alright. I don't like it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not good. But yeah. You can use it. It's used as long as you concentrate yeah, on so it. I guess doing I, th- I think I, as a player, have a preference to avoid spells that attack roll. Especially spells that attack roll and base the rest of their everything off of succeeding on that, you know? Like, which both the whole thing is... He does have a plus six spell attack, which is better than the plus five. Like. For your one spell a day, that's pretty good. <laughs> two. I can just and attack then level, like all day. Level two spell slots. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> same, same team. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, for combat effectiveness, as a level three character, I'm going to give Kyle's a four. I'm going to give Eric's a three. Wow, three is pretty high. <laughs> Shut up. Four, I think, is is reasonable. A little yeah. high. Yeah, like that's maybe, it. but then yours would be a two, <laughs> like yeah. or a yeah, one. That's very true. Whatever I'm just saying, is. if I actually built your character, I'd be like, this is gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah, I know. This would be a tough campaign. Trust and well, that will also. You don't like warlocks, Kyle. No, I I love warlocks. I played one to great effect. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you're saying, but. You like, but it you, does require Eldritch Blast or only, specifically hex plating or something like that. If I chose Eldritch Blast, you would have said there's no precedent for that. Yeah, so no, you, no, you're I mean you're put in a hard position. You what are. Is the whole <laughs> argument. <It's> the whole <laughs> yeah. you, you choose combat effectiveness or trueness to the character. Yeah. yeah. If you'd gotten Eldritch yeah. Blast, that'd have been less true to the character mm-hmm. for sure. Um, okay. Um, out of combat, um, you got that actor feat. I really like. You have masked many faces that I really like, honestly. What was your... Did you do the second Eldritch Invocation, or just the one? Uh, Fiendish Vigors, my other one, False oh, Life. Which makes my combat That's in combat a little more. It's not going to bump you up enough, but I was a little hesitant on the three, and with that, I'll definitely give you the three. Now, remind me of that later, at the end of this. Remind me you, you took that. You might get some bonus points out of that one. Um... So, out of combat, uh, I, I want to say you're probably both close to even. Um, I think that's fair. I'm going to give you both fours because as a level three character, being able to deceive people the way you are is very strong with your mask, many faces, and actor. As a level three, that's big out of combat. You're going to be able to get by almost anything you really try in, in terms yeah. of NPCs. Um, uniqueness. Mm, here we go. I, I keep coming back to a couple things on uniqueness. The leather jacket really got me with uniqueness on Kyle. The battle axe as his axe guitar and the warlock guitar that you had that special knowledge of it was very unique. Um, I also used to quote to uh, support <laughs> my race call, We would call your quote. <laughs> Drums in the deep now. <laughs> I got your quote. I got your quote. I got your quote. Supports my choice of race. I, I I got it, and I like that you went a little with the weird race. Went with the weird background over here. Acolyte. I okay. <laughs> thank you for reminding. Again, you guys have to remind me. There's a lot going on, so I like to remind you. Lot going. Yeah, on. feel free to remind me while I'm judging here. <laughs> uh, oh man. I was going to give it to Eric, and then you reminded me of Acolyte. You took Folk Hero, though, Folk didn't you? Folk Hero, exactly. But that's not unique. That's, that's, that, that gives you that gives to your trueness. That goes more to your true to character. The uniqueness, I don't think, is Folk Hero. That's the obvious one. He got a little extra with his Acolyte, because that's unique. I'm giving you equal on uniqueness. You're both getting a three. Three? I think that's a little low for both of us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do you want a two? No. <laughs> Too, you <laughs> I'll say nobody will create a warlock without Eldritch Blast. That's pretty unique. Oh, Jesus, he's starting to convince you a little bit here. He did three levels of warlock, which is dumb. Yeah. No, you can give him more unique, but then you should give him a two on combat effectiveness, which we all know it's a two. <laughs> Done. He gets four uniqueness, two combat. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it out. So we go into the last round. 
Kyle up by one. We're going to Trunus Kyle up by one. Wait, how is that possible? Uh, he got four in combat, you got two. You tied out of combat at four. He got a three uniqueness, you got a four. So he's up by one. Questionable. Reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you can bring this back around on me yeah, as soon as I have sacred little character. bonus points. Yeah, you never know, yeah. you never know. I know, I'm breaking the rules right off the bat. Inaugural episode, break it. <laughs> uh, trueness to character. Man. Oh my god, I might... My whole, I will I say this, every Eric. choice I made was to relate Let's back to Let's the character. Oh, oh my. Every <laughs> single shirt. choice I made. What do you see in the show? Do you see him fighting with a fucking guitar? Or do you see him <laughs> oh, stabbing yeah. shit with a spear? His main fucking thing no, he did was he play lit- Master of Puppets. Which is, which is not, a, it's just a performance. It's, it's, all it's, you need is a, pl- a good performance role and they come rolling to you. He never fights I anything. would argue. I would argue it's Demonstrates his spellcast. Undoubtedly, I'm saying trueness to character. I literally sacrificed going full bard just so he could wield a shield. I have his archery as he's got a hellfire. He's got a hellfire spear. Guys, bring it down a notch, friends. Guitar is a warlock series guitar. Okay, like if you say that one more time, you should lose a point for it. No, because I really liked it. It was cool. He brought in extra information. I liked it. All right, you know what? Man, I like. I can. I can see where this is going, and I'm a little disappointed with the result because I think I know what's going to happen, and it's going to be the most disappointing first episode of all time. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can think of something else to really boost one of you in a direction. Mm. Uh, I brought up a quote. I don't know. <laughs> You're not the point for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's just absurd. <laughs> you both get four points for trueness. You are proficient in the loot, I presume. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Can you reread? Yeah. Can you both reread your proficiencies just to be safe? Uh, yeah. Loot and drums for me. Okay. Proficiencies were loot and alchemy supplies because he's a drug dealer. Deals to Chrissy. Oh, that's why she goes. Shit, he doesn't fucking alchemize. That's fair. I think it's a good hit, but let's not give too many points. He's not fucking brewing. Matt. And then skills, Arcana, which is kind of represented as his D and D knowledge. Yes, Arcana, deception, well. deception, intimidation, insight. and performance. Intimidation. I like intimidation because yeah. he does. Remember in the lunchroom. Yeah. I liked it. Okay, honestly. I think I'm bumping Eric up to a five in Trunus. <laughs> oh, my God. And now I we are tired. Believe it. <laughs> the dude's out here. I just can't wait to see the episode again so I can watch him fight bats with a guitar. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's part. literally what he's doing. It did happen. That's literally not what he's doing. <laughs> guys, guys. <laughs> I, I kind of gave it to Eric because I feel like he sacrificed combat effectiveness for the trueness. He definitely did. And so that's why I gave him the extra point to five instead of four. Yeah. Um, now. Now he's going to win on the boat because he picked false life. He's going to win on the boat. But here's what it is. You guys, you guys die. But because this is a show and tying is fucking lame and I don't want to end a show on a tie. Wait, what's your little bonus thing? Here's my little bonus thing. I cried twice to Eddie's death, and you did a lot of... You did extra effort to make sure he didn't die. I was going to give five points if anyone had Death Ward, but I don't think you can get Death Ward at this point in the game. Um, so False Life would be oh, the... It's halfway there. ...would be the next best thing. I give you one point for yes. False Life, <laughs> bringing you up to the list. <laughs> oh, my God. So you couldn't have predicted that. The wind also, came from something you couldn't have predicted. I'm also, sorry. <laughs> Fiendish vigor I gave him because many people on the internet were like, how does Eddie survive for X long when Steve almost died from four bats? Three bats, yeah. Fiendish vigor. That's why he has it. I know. I like it. I like it. I mean, I have second wind, also applicable in the exact same way, but whatever. Did you bring that up? You didn't bring it up. I did. I said I have second wind and action surge. No, but relate it to the bat scene. Oh, God, it's all part of it. I tried to. Fu- I, my presentation was three minutes long, unlike your nineteen-minute one, with all the quotes and the fucking written-down shit. You know, I, we got people to entertain out here. 
I sense bitterness. <laughs> well, now I know we're writing essays and doing fucking Metallica research. I'll come better prepared. <laughs> Good, you should. I want you to slaughter Eric the next time you're up against him. <laughs> but no, that was that was fantastic. Well I loved both well your characters, well and I'm, I'm really glad it came down to an actual tie in the end, and I had this, like, bullshit way to not... I did present it in the beginning of the episode, though, so it didn't feel as bullshit. Honestly, the other way I was thinking was exactly like Kyle's. One warlock, two fighter. Yeah. But then I was like... Or one bard, two fighter. No, one warlock. Oh, because you to had to do warlock. warlock. Sure, sure, sure. For the same reason. Yeah, but I think if you had he... done that, I Kyle would have won, I think. Yeah, because Bard Fighter is just better than Warlock Fighter as an Eddie-ness, trueness. So yeah. you would have lost on trueness with that one. And combat. And combat, yeah. Because Bards are better than Warlocks at level one. Um, well, when do you, most when, things are better than When do you get your Eldritch invocations? Because if you get them at level one, no. that's pretty strong. Is it two? Two. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep, okay. So yeah, no, Bards are better level one than Warlocks, I'd say. Okay, so that's nice. Um, I love that. That was fantastic. That was a lot of fun. Um... <laughs> Let me go back to my show doc here so I can see what we're supposed to do next. <laughs> that was good. Although, that means... So, uh, for the listeners... Yes. Uh, one of the aspects we're going to do, I think, at some point, is possibly play the characters. We will. Um, once, I think... And my- now, we're stuck... With, with dog shit Eddie in our party. <laughs> and the problem is... And the oh, problem, you're Eddie? <laughs> you're Eddie. No, yours, because yours won. We're going to say... We'll, we'll broadcast that. We'll see just how useful a little thunderclap man is. <laughs> well, the fun part is, we're ranking all of these on... There's one rank that's combat effectiveness, and you won it, Kyle. So we are going to bring our less combat effective person yeah, into yeah, combat. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm We saying. can't rank everything on combat effectiveness. Of course not, of course not. So we are definitely going to be bringing characters that are losers in that aspect into a lot of these fights. I know, that could happen. We could get three of them. We could get we'll three see. losers in combat. combat. But again, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Just do, just do better next time, Kyle. Also, <laughs> Warlocks... Also, Warlocks uh, regain spell slots on a short rest. That's in, true. In the campaign that we are running, which yes. we will go into more detail when we actually play. Yes. Short rests are utilized a lot. A lot. So, so Warlocks are better than in regular D&D. Yes. Where there's a lot of big set-piece battles instead of short rests and dungeon crawls. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, that was my judging. Uh, we are finished here. It is time to introduce the next character for our next episode. Uh, Kyle, I believe you're the judge on that. Do you want to introduce that character, and then me and Eric can give each other stipulations off uh, off the cuff here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the next episode, we're gonna so we're keeping a Stranger Things theme. Yes. Uh, here, here's like the real. I'll say the format real quick. Is yeah. we're gonna do three characters. We're gonna rotate judges and participants who are creating the characters. Yep. So I'm the judge of the next one, um, and then the. The winner of all three characters, those three characters will be playing basically like a short little one-shot um, uh, together, and we'll maybe have a guest DM or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, it's a well-oiled machine, well, guys. <laughs> and uh, they'll be playing, and then we'll get to see the characters we're building uh, play out in real life. Which yeah, pretty, so we can see how it'll be fun. So we can see how crappy Eric's more like. Yeah, yeah. Or he can prove me wrong. Yeah. Hopefully, he does. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. And then, uh, and then, so uh, the character we're doing next time is. Jim Hopper. Mm, I love that. Also I love that. level three. Also level three. I love that. Yeah. It's fantastic.